The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist. That what what are what am I even doing here? Why why are we doing this again, Breakwell? Nobody knows, but that was the wonderful, pleased, pleasant voice of Steve Levis, where we try to solve <laughs> your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. Steve, how are you doing today? Oh, we just recorded Wrong and Wronger, so I'm thinking I've met my Breakwell quota for the week, and now we've got this, so I am white-knuckling it through this conversation. You, uh, you are, you are here, but the good news is that email address that I wasn't sure if it worked, it does work, because after a <laughs> week's-long drought, we got a question, and it just might be our best question ever. Oh! Here it right. is. Hello. All right. Last year, my husband for 16 years had an affair with the pastor's wife at our church. They are engaged and will be married soon. My ex wants me to be okay with his fiance, which nobody at our church liked. She's very entitled and diva beyond measure. I have forgiven them both, so I have no issue with her unless she treats my son wrong. However, my ex does nothing but run from our former pastor when he sees him at the kids' sporting events because he's a coward. How can I make my ex understand he has a double standard when it comes to issuing our behavior expectations? Thank you for your time. You are both amazing. And that last line was obviously a typo because she meant I'm amazing and Steve, you're just okay. What? <laughs> uh, I don't understand the question. Why do you care to make your husband understand anything? Or your ex-husband? My mistake. I think why, why do you care to make him understand anything? Like uh, he's showing, as they say in the South, he's showing his ass every <laughs> time your pastor walks up on the soccer field and your husband burns tires in the parking lot to get out of there. Your ex-husband, God. But uh, I, j live your life. Like uh, this is uh, what we try to teach people that are too enmeshed or too codependent. Like it doesn't matter what your partner or your ex-partner or what anyone else says. Live your life the way you see fit. That uh, you can treat his new wife with respect if you want to. You can minimize contact with her. I do understand the kid thing, though. That uh, you want to make sure your son is looked after and that there's no acting out. But if they seem to treat your son okay, then live your life the way you see fit. If your ex-husband... Uh, has a double standard it really doesn't affect you one way or the other because he's not running from you she's not running from you he's running from someone that uh, you're not living with which is your pastor so let him do it let the rest of the congregation judge him or judge you doesn't matter what they think either i'm sure that given the circumstances here uh he's more on the firing line than you are you probably got a little bit of sympathy from the congregation who saw what happened and thought, oh my goodness. So let them take care of you and see uh, what he is or what he's turned into, and her for that matter, and just live your life. You and your son, make the best of it and move on. What say you, James? I, uh, I think the problem here is the world is missing something wonderful that used to be present, and that something is shame. Back in the shame. day. Shame, absolutely, <laughs> oh my God. 
Yes, I will back you up 100% on that. Man, just imagine. Like, this, this sounds like a small-town situation to me, or at least uh, like the, their corner of the community is. So he hooks up with the pastor's wife, the most visible Jeez. person in their tiny community. And then, yes, they're, they, obviously the pastor has kids too, so like there's... Their kids are commingled in sports, so they, he and his, the pastor's wife now see the pastor. They see the congregation that knows. I mean, back in the day, they would have vanished from town and just shown up on weekends for the kids. But now they just, they just stayed in the pocket. They're just going to keep on living with everybody knowing what they're up to. And then on top of that, he just skedaddles away when the pastor's they're like, is the pastor going to beat him up or is it just going to be socially uncomfortable? Is there going to be a fight with <laughs> yeah. the pastor at the Little League game? I mean, that are just, <laughs> yeah. this, this is like a lifetime movie, Rumble. man. But to your point, you can't, I mean, you can't change what anybody else does. If you could, you would have made your ex-husband a better person in the first place so he didn't run off with yeah. the pastor's wife, or worse, not run off with the pastor's wife, get the pastor's wife and stay. That is, uh, I mean, th there's, there's no fix in that. And the thing is, that with this, with everything, with literally every problem we run into in life, like nobody is ever the bad guy in their own story. You get the person who did the worst thing in the world. They're like, yeah, it was bad, but here's why I did it. It was justified. It wasn't my fault. I, I acted, right. did the best thing I could in the circumstances. So I'm sure if he had written in to us, which he didn't, because again, you have better judgment. The winner of the argument is always the person who writes to us. That's, that's the spoiler <laughs> in all of this. But if he had, I'm sure his story would have been filled with a tale of woe of why he had to do what he did. And now he's stuck in this awful, awkward, you know, situation and this is this is just him dealing with the consequences of his own actions so yes. i think i think he's gonna i think he's gonna keep running away but i mean that's true to form he he ran away from your marriage rather than trying to work on whatever problems he thought was there and now he's he's running away from the pastor and it, i don't know what he thinks is going to happen does he think the pastor's going to leave well just like he's anchored to the situation presumably by a kid it sounds like the pastor probably is too if the pastor's showing up at sporting events so this sort yeah. of thing is just going to keep on going and uh, to Steve's point, I, I hate to agree with him. It burns me like fire. But, yeah, it's it's not hmm. your problem. As long as he's not causing a scene that embarrasses your kid, as long as he's picking up the kid on time, as long as he's taking care of the child, that's it. And the fact that you have made peace with the pastor's wife uh, doesn't mean that he's ever going to make peace with the pastor. And, I honestly, I would be a little disappointed in the pastor if he was okay with that. I think I think the, uh, the, the lines of Christian forgiveness have their limit. And I think we are up against it. <laughs> I will, uh, there's two things I had jump into my head, James. One is I live in a small town and the gossip mill at the, we have three big churches in town and we sit in the diner and we hear everything that's going on. It's glorious. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a either small town or a corner of the small town issue. But here's the other thing you were talking about uh, justifying in your mind. People will say things like, well, you can't help who you fall in love with. And my answer is, yeah, you kind of can, because if you're married, you understand boundaries and limits to conversating and spending time with another person. Or the other one is, um, well, uh, no, let me just take that a step further, which is, if in, say, you do start to have feelings for somebody, you shut that down because you have a kid and marriage and you can always drift back toward your wife you don't have to keep going in a direction that's going to cause some chaos and some destruction so i 
I don't know what the justification is. Maybe the letter writer is a monster. The fact that she included you in the amazing part says she has very poor taste in men anyway. The fact that she included me in the you are amazing says, well, maybe there's hope for her in the future. But I will say, unless there's something that was terribly broken about her or the marriage, which we didn't get, I, the husband did have some choice here and did have some control over how this mapped out. And the way I love how you said, what to the husband? What did you think was going to happen when you start banging the pastor's wife? Like, how is this going to end up in a world where everyone walks away smelling like a rose? Like, it doesn't work that way. Oh, my God, Breakwell. It, it's not just that he had an affair. It's like he didn't even try to hide. It's like, we're going to have an affair, and now we're going to make this official. We're going to get married. Like, what, what church is he getting married in? <laughs> what, is, what is this story there going to be? <laughs> I couldn't even put that together. Yeah, unless they go find Elvis in Las Vegas. Like, you would assume they're both members of this church. And what other church in town is going to marry them? Like, they're not going to want to touch that mess. Yeah. So, yeah, what a great point. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, how do you how do you even take the vow seriously at that point? Like, I get it. You know, you run into people who are on their fourth or fifth marriage, and they get married, and they, they mean it. They really mean that time number five, this time's for life. But when you are, you are at the altar, with the pastor's wife after you both just had an affair to start this thing up i just i don't know how you can take that too seriously but i do i do like the idea of him just scurrying away every time this pastor shows up i don't know what the i don't know what the pastors are like in your corner of the world usually you don't think about them as being too intimidating although although i do live in indiana so here in these parts everybody's side job is as a pastor or a youth pastor or something like that there are two guys I, I go to the gym with who are pastors and one of them i've spotted him before and he was benching i think 340. i so there, there there are some big guys so maybe he made the mistake of messing with a bodybuilder pastor's wife in which case that just that really speaks to the to the poor judgment there well i am uh, i would like to thank our letter writer today for both sending us a question and for verifying that my email address works. I wasn't sure if it was still valid. <laughs> so if you have a question you would like us to answer in 10 minutes or less, send it in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with an E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question, although we'd be delighted if it is, especially if it involves a affair with the pastor's wife. But it can be between platonic friends, an owner and a pet, coworkers, whatever you've got, send it in. This has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. 